This is a very interesting episode. It's definitely one of my favorites. It's similar to the ignored um, Muse Saturday Morning Sounds episode. This one really caught me off guard, and it's going to be fun to read this journal and to share that with you. I definitely have an appreciation for my ancestors, and I, I do have a an appreciation for like my existence. And when I thought that I didn't, and I, I joked around about it or whatever, but there's still some seriousness to it. Um, I, have, I have a newfound pride, and I sometimes wonder where it comes from, like my style of writing and everything else. And it's like, oh, oh, it makes sense now. Oh, hello, we're starting it. First segment, no script, go ahead, over. You know, I oftentimes talk about going downtown and I'm bringing you with me, but I never do. And that's because it's difficult <laughs> to have the microphones out while you're on a scooter. And <clears throat> my explorations downtown aren't exactly appreciated sometimes because I'm familiarizing myself with a group of people that is standoffish towards outsiders. That's like Dances with Wolves. This whole podcast is like the Dances with Wolves diary. It's the monologue that you get to hear behind the scenes. I can try it. I've never done a Kevin Costner. Okay. He was a handsome man, about my height, probably a few younger than I, well-dressed and well-behaved. He seemed tired. Perhaps he was strung out. Perhaps he was going through withdrawals. He was using a clear sheet of plastic as a blanket. He pretended to fall asleep when I gave him money. And that still needs some work. All right, all right. I had to kick him a few times and I said, hey, where's my shit? Don't fall asleep and try and steal my money. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fictional story. <clears throat> it didn't really happen ever. What do you think eBay's team's writing right now? It's like, okay, okay, I think we, I think I know, I think I know how to get to them. Hey everyone, welcome to this first segment of the Bling Vera podcast. In this podcast, we talk about everything that the world has to offer, all the wonderful things and all the horrible things. I think we're going to kind of take a little bit of a turn toward Mormonism and the LDS Church. I think... I can talk about that a lot. I talk about how I can hold a conversation with Grandma at Thanksgiving regarding glasses, fishing, skateboarding, or everyone's favorite Fortune 500 corrupt to the core company, eBay, the unsafe marketplace. For my unique listeners, eventually you'll be able to tune it all out and you won't even realize what I'm saying, but it drives them crazy over there, the executives over there. It drives them nuts because they can't, they can't stop it. They try to and they can't. But for the time being, um, aside from a few quick jabs here and there toward that company, the Unsafe Marketplace, I think I can talk about Mormonism. Let's add it to the list. And I can talk about it because I've had experience in it, and I know about the history. And I used to collect, I used to go to Deseret Book and on Mondays. And I would look at the shelves, and I'd always try and find the 
books that were hard to find. The older books, so there's some that are out of print. Um, what's it called? Don't tell me. Journal of Discourses? Journal of Discourses, I think? Well, I, I'm a little bit rusty on the specifics, but some of those rare books can, not only do they go for a lot, but there's a lot of interesting history in there. Um, a lot of what they were back then were like sermons or speeches from previous Mormon leaders like Brigham Young and but the their speeches were considered gospel so they had secretaries writing it down and keeping track of everything taking minutes of the preaching prophetizing so I would often do that and go to Deseret Book to try and find old Mormon history. And I, I liked that a lot. I did waste money on a few books, but there's some good stuff to find there at the, at the Zerip book. Um, I found an old pipe in, at the Shire over in next to the stream. It's an old clay pipe. I think it was probably more ornamental, but there's even Mormon history around here. I don't know if that's actually wrong. It's just an old relic that I found next to a stream. Um, but still, it's it's it kind of makes you wonder, like, about the past and who could have been standing at in the same spot you were in, you know, however many years ago, and how much has it changed since, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think in early stages of this podcast, it could have been a different one, but... When I was still kind of finding the formatting and how I wanted to do it, I spent an entire day last summer <laughs> looking for Porter Rockwell's headstone for his grave in the Salt Lake City Cemetery. And so I've always had this like wonder and, and curiosity um, towards the church and just towards the history of it all. Uh, Porter Rockwell, for example, was like <laughs> a hitman, like a, a hitman for the Mormon leaders. Um, legend has it he tried to assassinate one of the governors of, is it Illinois? Uh, I'm still pretty rusty, but Governor Boggs, I believe. And this was the person who, gov the governor who ordered like an extermination of Mormon pioneers. That's what basically kind of contributed to them moving out west. And when I was talking about how Mormonism is the only American religion, uh, it was pivotal and contributed a lot to like Western expansion, um, manifest destiny. When you look at like historical figures, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln and people who contributed to like big changes in the United States, I would argue Mormonism, Joseph Smith, is up there. Now, Joseph Smith might not have actually made it west, but what his what he created and what he started, it contributed massively to moving west, to pioneering the west. I'm pretty sure there's a episode that I did about Donner Hill over here. It's called Donner Hill. 
And it's where the Donner Party was making their way way west, and they encountered this huge, steep hill, and they couldn't cross it very easily. And they exhausted their oxen, and everyone just got... They spent way too much time trying to get over this hill, and it's what kind of started the whole breakdown. When they got to the salt flats, everyone was exhausted. Had everything just started falling apart. Yeah, tell me about it. Exhaustion, falling apart, that's my middle name. Bling, exhausted, falling apart, that's my, yeah, Vieira. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And what ended up happening is, I think the next year, a bunch of pioneers were coming by, and they ran into the same hill. But what they ended up doing was just sending a couple people, instead of fighting this hill and going over it, exhausting themselves, they ended up just sending a couple of, like, scouts, you could call them, and on horses to see if there's a better way around. And they're like, yeah, just follow this river. If we can just chop right through some of these trees, I think we can make it. And so they just all went at it and chopped down, created a path, and there you go. Made it here nice and safe. Um, I think the, the moral of the story for that one is don't take shortcuts, I think. But the history here is pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. I do like the cemetery. I've been going to Mount Olivet Cemetery uh, often lately because it's in close proximity to where I live. But I do have ancestors and uh, you can go to listen to the April 11th podcast where I went out there. And I was like, I have to summon my ancestors for help. And so I have pioneer ancestry here and a heritage that goes back to Iowa. And um, my great, uh, some, someone great, great, I think it's my uncle. Um, his journal is at the uh, Church History Museum, the, the Mormon, the, the LDS Church History Museum. And my mom and I went there, it must have been in 2014, um, and we went there twice. My mom used to meet me in downtown Salt Lake, and we would go to the Church History Museum, and I would poke around and just look at stuff, and she'd get lost looking at stuff, and, we, and I loved the history. I, I think yeah, I need to appreciate those memories a lot more. And I think reminiscing on them in this podcast at times might be helpful for me just to appreciate. Just I, I say a lot of times that I give up and I, I can't do this anymore. Um, I also say I'm too much of a coward to quit, but I also brag about walking out of quitting a job and walking out. Um, I think, that, you know, there's different interpretations of quit. Quitting a job that you hate, I think, should be applauded. I don't think that's really quitting. I think, if anything, that's like standing up for yourself. That's not quitting. That's not giving in to this, like, societal pressure to do something you don't want to do for... Die doing something you don't want to do. But when I have the other version of quit, uh, I'm talking about, yeah, going out with the suppressor and all of eBay's executives, and I ask, you know, they're making a little deal, a little bargain, and say, hey, dig three feet first, and then I'll jump in and dig the rest of three feet, and you... I do my sham wow guy impression, a couple seconds, four or five seconds, and take a little shot to the head, and then cover it up with a shovel, and get, get shoveled. Where's the shovel? Where's the chamois? Sham wow. He just kept going on and on about eBay, and one day we just never heard from him again. And that was it.
No, I know where there's some deer bones and stuff. It's hey, let's make a deal. Hey, are those human bones? Are they deer bones? I don't know. Nobody knows. It's a shovel to jammy. If you're still listening, thank you. Olympic divers use it. Professional hitmen use it. It's a it's a shovel. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> but I do. I, I talk about quitting. I talk about just giving up. I'm at the end of my rope. Because if I can put so much effort and get to the end, like, it's discouraging as shit, man. But if I find, like, purpose in reminiscing on good memories and thoughtful memories, the Church History Museum, um, my genealogical roots that go uh, way back, uh, to Iowa and then to England and it, it, it does kind of it it gives me purpose kind of you know it's like here I am in Salt Lake City the 801 801 and a couple hundred years ago and they're coming on the boat from across England and coming up the Mississippi and I think I mentioned a few times in in those journals that we found and we're reading, um, he, it was a different time, you know, it was like, he got into town, he bought some food, bought a home, it's like, no way, he just went and bought a house, huh? But it, it's, it was like property, it was like a cabin, it, I think it was even kind of encouraged back then by the government for, to go out west, you could get land, it's like free, go for it. I say it's encouraging and inspiring, gives me purpose. At the same time, it's like, well, you know, if I'm sitting at a bar getting wrecked, then speak of the devil. It's, it may not be at the bar, but we did just go. They were out of Coors Light, so we had to. If they're out of Coors Light, we're not going to buy 12, 12 ounce cans of Coors Light if they're out of the 12, 16 ounce cans. Uh, and there's plenty of 12, 16 ounce cans of banquet beer. Let's just get the course banquet. Let's, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate ignoring our emails. Let's celebrate updating our resume. Let's celebrate going on LinkedIn and treating it like it's Twitter and Facebook and misspelling wake up America. Everyone's like, dude, you don't, don't, do not hire him. As a matter of fact, I think I might have some of that, one of those journals handy, if you don't mind. If you permit me a minute of your time. Oh yeah, it's a banquet beer. Oh yeah. That's brewed with 100%. <clears throat> Coors Banquet, Golden, Colorado. Brewed with 100% Rocky Mountain water since 1873. No, I think I got, I think, let's see, is this, oh, oh, my old paperwork here. All right, let's look at this. James Roberts Hall, Reminiscences and Diary. I got it right first try, Reminiscences. Got it wrong second try. Reminiscences, that's a good one. 1848, 1862, oh, he wasn't even, 
20 years old, was he? Oh no, that's not when he died. Okay, got it, got it. Reminiscences and Diary, 1848, James Roberts Hall. James, the second son of William, I skipped all that, was born 13th November, 1818, in the parish of St. Agnes, Cornwall, England. In my early youth, I had the fear of God before my eyes. I often retired in secret to pray when very young, where no human eye could see me. It was there I poured out the desires of my heart to the unknown God whom I ignorantly worshipped, but I was taught God had all power and could always see and hear me. I was a scholar in the Methodist Sunday School from the age of five years. I was educated in the most of the doctrines and traditions of this sect of people. The principles which the Methodists taught were so fastened on my mind, I thought they were the best of all people. At the age of 12, I became a member of the body through an excitement called a revival, which took place about, at about that time, 1830. I continued a regular member for the next four years. At this time, I fell into the follies of youth, although my conscience often accused me. When little more than 18 years of age, I left my father's house, my mother having died when I was eight years old, and father had married a second time. After traveling in shires, I came to Derbyshire. There, my mind became more seriously inclined. I wanted salvation. I again united myself to the people of God as I thought. In the year of our Lord, 1844, June 3rd, I married Martha, the eldest daughter of John and Martha Richards of Tottingham, Derbyshire, England. We went to Sheffield to live which was the first place I heard the servants of the Lord clothed, clothed with the authority of the holy priesthood, preach the gospel. Alas, now I see the evil that youth sustains by imbibing erroneous principles as taught in sectarian Sunday schools and in their meetings and their preachings. My mind was dark and so full of traditions. I could not receive the youth. I could not receive the truth for a season, but the spirit of God was not wholly taken from me. Sometimes I wonder myself when I listen to these, <laughs> where does your vocabulary come from? And how do you write just off the cuff like that? Well, uh, that's my ancestor there, and that's sort of just his, what, reminiscences? We learned a new word today, even. How inspiring. One page from his journal, I'm like getting... Stay tuned for the next episode of Mormon History with Pling Viera. The true, told true tales from his long lineage of ancestry from Derbyshire, England. It's funny, because I was just talking about the Shire. Isn't that weird? I was just talking about it. I found an old pipe. I did dude, I started this episode off. I said it's not scripted. I know there's no checks and balances here. <laughs> Very well. Does it sound like it? Have any of the other previous episodes sound? It's weird. I'm a little bit like taken off. I got caught off guard there. Yes, I have his journal handy. No, I haven't read it for a while. 
I don't even think I've read that one, but it's got me a little bit. Yeah, it does, really. And his impressive style of writing, I, I admire it. Good, solid, solid stuff. So if I was in a bar drinking with him, I think we could identify with each other quite well. Wow, that was a, a nice experience. I'm, I'm, I'm moved tonight by this episode, truly. It might sound a little willy-nilly at times and quite haphazard. And it is, in fact, willy-nilly and haphazard. Um, but I do I have a reverence for truth and the law, of course, and the respect that belongs in a courtroom. But I also have like a reverence and respect for history and especially like my ancestors and like my heritage. Every now and then when I'm doing these sort of random things, <clears throat> I, I'm not gonna just toss, I can, this place is a, is a mess. It's a wreck, the studio is a wreck. I used to vacuum every day. It used to be nice and clean. I had everything pretty much boxed up. But we had some issues. Go back and listen. I'll tell you all about it. We don't have to rehash it here, especially not after the experience that I just had reading that to you. I mean, it's a it's a thick it's a thick book. That's I can't read it anymore. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to finish it. I got through that first that couple paragraphs. It was difficult for me. You could hear me kind of messing up on reading. Um, it's because I was having difficulties focusing. I, I was really moved by that one page. He basically is saying he's depressed for an entire season. Um, he felt so betrayed. It, it was... I've been lied to this whole time with, by this organization. That I couldn't even get it together for a season. I, hey. <laughs> Can we get another round over here? Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. No, I stopped reading that because I couldn't finish, but it's like a little present there. I, I... I have not looked at that ever. I have it. It's, it's mine. Um, I know where it is. I had it placed right there. Because I appreciate it. I've never read it, but I know what it is. I know who it belongs to. Or who wrote it. And it's not something I can just toss to the side or throw underneath the bed. And it has to be somewhere where it's just not forgotten. And so, yeah, I, it's something I won't lose. It's something I'll take with me on the way to San Jose. It's inspiring to read something like that and to know that I question all the time Sometimes I listen to these shows, yeah, pat myself on the back, if I don't mind, <laughs> if I don't mind. Uh, I sometimes will say things that I wonder where they came from and how, I, I don't know. And it's like, no, I know. It, it's because, uh, it's, um, it's hard to talk about. It's like I inherited it. I, I inherited a, a talent of writing, of communicating, and, and saying things effectively. Sometimes completely ineffectively, um, but other times when I need to, when I want to, when I really apply myself here, 
um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. I'm glad I found that. I, I'm glad I felt inspired to badmouth the church and talk about Tyler Glenn and John Glenn and Mormon stories, all based on a softball game. As we're gonna jump on the scooters and head downtown, I had to go to the store first, get some beer, let's go back to the studio, have a couple cold ones, and see what see where this podcast see where this episode takes us. And it caught me so off guard there. I, <clears throat> yeah, I really appreciate it. I think I am going to spend some time reading it alone um, and not really, like, and take it... I, I take it seriously, and I'm glad I was able to share it here, um, that first page, and I want to continue reading it. I'll continue sharing it, but I think it needs a little bit more focus than what I'm prepared for and what I'm prepared to do. And I think there should be specific episodes dedicated toward that. Um, but not tonight. No, that was good enough for me. I hope you guys appreciated it too. And I myself uh, talk about how some of these episodes are placeholders for me. I can refer back to them as an audio diary. And I say that all the time because it's true. And that's what this is. Um, a big, a big reason, a big part of why I didn't make a video when I started attacking that stupid corporation is, is because, well, I was experimenting and I was a little bit curious if I can even get anywhere, what's my reach with podcasts and, um, how's my writing, if I want to be vicious, if I want to attack it this way, if, like how how can I do this with just writing an audio? Is it even possible? Or do I need to whiten my teeth, take my shirt off, and get in front of the camera and say, hey, this is what, this is what happened. And then I would dim the lights. Disco ball comes down. I have, like, tearaway pants with their vegan leather shorts underneath. Boom. Insta-rave. It goes into this corporation stole from me. Here's a sob story. I was about to spread my wings and fly like a phoenix bird, but that didn't happen. So someone interfered and now it's disco time. Let's dance. Whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes. But it was all an experiment here. Um, I was confident enough and all that. But you can't predict the future always. And some things that seem, some things that you expect, they don't, you don't receive them, you don't get it. What you expected doesn't turn out the way you expected it. So I could say whatever I want to as far as my reach goes and the impact of my writing and words and this podcast and who's really listening and who's not. <clears throat> the ShamWow guy. Like and sell you. I can. I can. Hey, this podcast. Thirty minutes long. Three seconds. Three ten minute segments. Third segment go extra long. Talk about whatever you want. Maybe make an extra segment. Fourth dimension. Call from four segments. Fourth dimension. Then sham was sham. Olympic divers. You just throw out. I am. Well, I did make a video, and I sent it. And I did. And it's like, hey Vince, 
I'm up against this company. What do you say? We crack it open, make some headlines, huh? And sell some, sell some whatever. I didn't hear a response, but he did not respond. Show me the wow. Anyway, speaking of fourth dimensions, speaking of extended segments in the third segment, typically the third segment does always get serious. It gets intellectual. It gets deep. It gets real. It gets raw. It gets in your face. This one, however, has two minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes left, and we're leaving it there. I did not use any copyrighted material, so I can monetize this one. I can put a commercial in this one. And hey, if you're interested, listen up. Listen to it again. Go back and listen to all the ones with commercials. Don't listen to ones without that are not monetized. Because they're not monetized, I don't get any money from that. And we're trying to make some money here. We're trying to promote Spotify and Anchor. Now, it, when I read stuff like that, and when I really think about the efforts, the life that that person lived, um, completely in a, in a different country, in a, in a different continent, um, miles and miles away, that. in Sheffield even. He's from Sheffield, England. He's from where? He's from Sheffield. He's from Sheffield, eh, governor? Sloppy ass English, right? Uh, Sheffield, uh, Human League, right? Human League is from there? Go ahead, talk about music. You wanna talk about music? Go ahead and talk about music. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn it. Um, I got a little distracted though, cause it's like, Sheffield, England, yeah. Isn't Human League from Sheffield? I think they are. Um, what's the other band that's from Sheffield? Don't tell me. I can't think of it. I, I'm pretty sure Human League is. No, I want to say... I, no, because if I'm wrong, then I'll, I'll regret saying anything. So I, I, I will say I'm pretty sure I think Human League is from there. Um, Human League sings those... What, Don't You Love Me Baby, right? Dang. Home runs all night tonight. Thanks so much for listening. This was a cool episode. Listen to the commercials twice if you feel like if you feel so inclined. We're headed downtown. We're gonna give uh, <clears throat> Kevin Costner another shot here. Hang on. I put that old journal away. It's time to get some cash and jump on the scooters and head downtown. I need to buy some shit.